If you have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, you're going to want to keep them by you tonight. Go to Psalms 24. Psalm 24. Does anybody like Psalms? I like Psalms. It's a good place. You get joy. You get scared. You get, like, how to get around and run from things. and all, There's all kinds of stuff in here. Goods, the deliverance is here, the, vo the voice of the Lord, it just goes on. I'm just reading topics here, but they, it's all over the place. Um, and it's, I just love, I love this book. Amen. I just love the word period, but I, it's, this is good stuff right here. And so tonight we're going to get into this a little bit and we will, our text is from Psalm 24, but we're going to go a lot, a lot through the Bible tonight. And so. I'm going to hurry. I only have eight pages. That's at 20 font. So that 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 range is probably about four to three pages or four to five pages. So we are good. We're not going to be here very long. I'm hurrying. I'm trying to teach myself because it's school time. You can't preach long during school time. And so we're going to do what we can. I'm joking. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes you can preach long. What happens is people don't come. That's what, I, that's what I'm, I'm trying to be short so people will come. Amen. I want you to come on Wednesday nights. Psalm 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. We are not our own, ladies and gentlemen. We've been bought with a price. And the fullness thereof, it says. That means everything in it. So it ain't your car, it's God's car. It's not my house, it's God's house. Amen? It's not my job, it's God's job. It's not my degree, it's God's degree. Oh, somebody shout amen. And the world, if you were wondering if there was anything left out, he said, and the world, everything in the world. And they that dwell therein. The earth is the Lord's. Somebody say the earth is the Lord's. For he hath founded it upon the seas, established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Oh, who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands, listen to this, and a pure heart. Who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors. Listen to this. And the king of glory could come in and the king of glory shall come in lift up ye hands O ye gates somebody lift your hands right now praise God and be lifted up ye everlasting 
doors and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your hands, O ye gates. Ye even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Selah. Praise God. Tonight, for just a little bit, I'm going to preach from this one word. Sing. Look at your neighbor and say, sing. We got to start singing. We got to start singing now more than we've ever sang. We got to start playing more now than we've ever played. Give it to me. Come on, give, give us, make that thing talk a little bit, Sister Jessica. There we go. Make it talk for him. There you go. I need to turn that stuff up. We got to get ready to sing. We got to get ready to lift our voice. We got to get ready to clap our hands. I want the King of Glory to come in, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, lift your voice to him right now. Lift your voice to him right now. Jesus, let your presence come in. Let your power come in. Fill this house. Fill this place. In the name of Jesus, anything that's doubting, Anything that's downtrodden, anything that's scared, any fear that's in the house, we lift you up. We honor you and we want you to come in and take the place of any of those things that are contrary to you, contrary to your word. Let the King of glory come in. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen to verse 1 one more time. The earth is the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. What is that talking about, ladies and gentlemen? Everything, as young people like to say. Every, that's translation, everything. But everything. Ev that's everything and the fullness thereof. And then it says the world and they that dwell therein. So you're scared. So you've got fear. So you're lonely. So you don't understand. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You're lonely, but guess whose you are? Guess what you are? Understand that Jesus Christ is here today. We heard, I think somebody said it on Sunday. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Every pain, every hurt, every person that's downtrodden, every person that's fearful today, God is here. Understand, you're His no matter what you're going through. Clap your hands unto the Lord, all you people. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. Touch us on this first Wednesday. Thank you for every child of God, every guest that's in the house. We are so thankful for every person that's in the house tonight. We're here to praise you. 
We're here, Lord, to get to a place of worship where we prostrate ourselves, our spirit, or even our body before you, Lord, to kiss your feet, to adore you, Lord. We're so thankful for who you are. We're thankful, Lord, that we are yours. We're thankful, Lord, that the earth is yours. Nothing happens without you. Nothing goes on without you. The earth, the world, Lord, everything inside of it is yours. Lord, you put it in the palm of your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Your word declares the earth is your footstool. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Y'all stick around. I may call on you again. I know those aren't comfortable. Yours is comfortable. Hers is not. But comfortable seat. We may have to get that one padded, Sister Jessica. Amen. Somebody say sing. Somebody say ah. Now you don't. Well, it's okay. Yes. Do it again. Ah. Man, that's y'all were good in this section. That was nice. Brother Philip, that was you. I knew it was. I knew, I knew that's. He's singing solo on Sunday. Amen. God created the world to worship and to praise him. That's what our God did. Clap your hands under the Lord, all you people. God created the world to worship him. Not just people, but everything. Everything. I'll prove it to you. You got your Bibles? Isaiah 49. It'll be on the screen if not. I'm going to hurry through this. The Bible says this. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing. Listen to this. O mountains, for the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. Listen to me. The mountains are to bring forth. The Bible says, sing. Mountain, talk to him. The mountains sing, ladies and gentlemen. The mountains break forth in music. Oh, our God is awesome. He has created the entire world to lift him up. The hills and the valleys are to sing. Now, I'll just say this. I'm thankful for the mountains that are going to sing, and I'm thankful for the hills and valleys that are going to sing, and I'll read that scripture here in a moment. But I don't want any of these things that I'm talking about to take my place in singing, to take my place in worship, to take my place in prostrating myself before the Lord in spirit or in actual being. I want to give the Lord my God praise. I'm going to sing whether I've got to sing 10 or 11 miles away from here or I can sing right here in the building. It isn't for you anyway. I'm going to sing unto the Lord. The hills and valleys sing. Psalm 65 verse 12. They drop upon the pastures of the wilderness and the little hills rejoice on every side. The little hills, they rejoice. Now, I've never driven by a hill anywhere and heard it rejoicing. But the Bible says that the world is his. And if he wants the hills to rejoice, they're going to rejoice. I don't know if it's a blade, a blade of grass moving. I don't, care. I don't know if it's some, some weeds blowing. But they're going to rejoice because the Bible says the little hills rejoice on every side. Somebody say amen. amen. The pastures are clothed with flocks. 
The valleys also are covered over with corn. They shout for joy. They also sing. Did y'all know that? Those pastures and those, uh, all the corn and everything that's out there, you just thought they were getting it ready for you to eat it. But that's not what it's for. It's for them to sing and give praise unto the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You see, everything, just hear me for a moment, everything in this world is the Lord's. And everything in this world, and I'm going to give more examples here in a moment, but everything is prepared to give Him honor and to give Him praise. And guess what? Brother Jonathan, they don't even get to go to heaven. They don't get to spend all eternity with Him. But you and me, we get the opportunity to, ooh, to hear, Well done, thou good and thy faithful servant. Come on up in here. Come right up in here with me. So I'm going to tell you this. You know as well as I know, many of you do if you don't, when we go to heaven, that's what we're going to do. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We're going to sing. We're going to praise. Hallelujah. We're going to lift him up. We're going to honor him. And he made the world, and right now we've got the mountains, the hills, and the valleys, and we hear what they do, and they don't even get to go there. And he tells us that's what we're going to be doing when we go there. You know, it's not going to cut it. You know, this is just me. Practice makes perfect, right? Now, I know that's something that came, I don't even know where it came from. I don't know who first penned it or who said it. But I've learned that just through life. If you practice something, you get better at it. When you practice at throwing the ball, you get better at throwing the ball. When you practice at driving, some of us need to do that more than others, you get better at driving. So practice does make perfect. So twiddling our thumbs, sitting on our duff, not raising our hands, isn't going to work up there. And the Bible says, go back to our text, that very first scripture if you would please. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. So if everything is the Lord's, and he tells us when we go to heaven, that's what we're going to be doing. Then just because I'm the Lord's, I better start doing that. Because I don't want to do anything to cause him to be like, hmm, why ain't you worshiping? <laughs> I'm, I made you mine. Could it be that he doesn't hear us singing and he's saying, my goodness, why, why, why aren't you singing? You're mine. I'm, he's not a dictator. He won't make you. But I just wonder if he wonders. I wonder if we, when we only sing on Sunday morning at Truth Church of Denison, but all throughout the week we do what we want to do and live how we want to live, but we don't sing and praise him and honor him, but... According to the scripture, the mountains are going to sing. And the hills are going to sing. And they're going to do it on every, all the time because it's his. Do you think he wonders, why aren't you doing that? You only do that on Sunday? Now, I know because the Bible talks about it, he's a jealous God. And I'm not putting words in his mouth. I'm just saying, 
if he's a jealous God, he probably wants us singing. He wants us lifting our hands. Well, I don't, that's not really me. I don't really do that. You do. You do that. Yes, you do. Because he made you to do that. Well, that's not, just, hold on. I just, that's, no. He made you to do that. Now, the kicker is you got to want to do that. Your body, your appendages, your voice was not made to make noise for anything else but for God. Your hands and your fingers were not made to do anything. It wasn't to root for the Cowboys as much as I like them. It wasn't to root for your favorite baseball team or your favorite, your, your kid's team. It, it, no, no. It was made to lift him up. Parents... Our voices weren't made just to scream at our kids. Our voices were to scream to the heavens. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me hurry. Trees and woods sing. Put it up there for me. Then shall the trees of the wood sing out. At the presence of the Lord, because he cometh to judge the earth. Wow. The trees, they sing out. Have you heard it? I've heard it. I lived in the country. You'd sit out there in our old barn, and you'd hear the wind come through, and you'd sound like they're whistling. And the only thing that you can think of that it could possibly be is the wind going past those trees that are standing resolute. And when you read the Bible, the Bible says that the trees are going to sing. Well, I don't sing, Pastor Darren. You do. It may not sound good. You may need to do it 10, 11 miles from here. But you don't do it for me anyway. If your wife looks at you and says, shut that mess up, just look at her and say, I ain't doing it for you anyway. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Then shall the trees of the wood sing out at the presence of the Lord. So, I'm just, can I just be daring for a minute? I'm going to be daring for a minute. This is Jolanta. If the trees in the wood, at the sign of his presence, they sing out, I just have a feeling. This is just me. I have a feeling because they feel it or see his presence, and they sing. We should probably respond the same way. You think so? According to that scripture, just I mean, look at it there. Out the presence of the Lord when they they sing out at the presence of the Lord. So when we feel the presence of the Lord in this place, I just feel like, Sister Cooper, that we should probably sing out. I don't sing, Pastor. You do sing. You do. Because God made you to sing. You may need to work on a little bit, but how are you ever going to get there if you don't open your mouth and start singing? I, I, don't, I don't, man, I go to church, I don't feel anything. Have you tried to sing unto the Lord? Yeah. 
Then shall the trees of the wood sing out at the presence of the Lord. So you walk in, and everybody else been in the prayer room, everybody else been praying before they got here, or not everybody, but a lot of us have. And man, they the presence of God, they've been pumped up up here, they've been singing, they prayed before they practice, and they strum that first note, and man, the power of God starts moving, and you sit there like, You don't feel anything, but if you would understand that, because you can see, you can see that, man, look over there, Pastor Gilbert, or Pastor, or Bishop Gilbert is over there, man, he's, he can't see nothing, but man, he's praising the Lord, he must feel something. So you don't know that it's here because you can't feel it. But just by the atmosphere that you're in, you can see that something's going on. Where are you going, Pastor Darren? I'm going here. Just because you can't feel it. Why don't you say, and why don't you lift your voice with the words that are on the screen and start singing a little bit and see if you don't start feeling what everybody else is feeling. And that's where I'm going to stop right there. If you don't want to do that, I can't help you. I can't. God can't help you. God cannot help you. There are some things that God cannot do, and that's one of them. He is never going to force himself on you. He's never going to push himself inside of you. Not going to do it. When you decide to open up the door, what's the universal sign of surrender? Do you know? Why not say, let the king of glory come in? We're going to get there in a minute. Angels. Luke 2. Luke 2, verse 12. Angels sing. So I'm just going to go ahead and just chalk it up for you. If angels sing, you better believe this body here better start getting some singing going on. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. On earth, peace, goodwill, Toward men. The heavenly host, the choir came in from the heavenly host and started singing praises unto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if the angels in heaven sing to magnify and lift up God, then don't you think that you and I better lift our voices and start singing glory to God in the highest? Lord, I lift you up and I honor your name. I praise your name. I clap my hands. I lift you up, Lord. I prostrate myself in adoration toward you for you're good. You're powerful. You're wonderful. You're great. You're great and greatly. Don't you think if the angels do it, I should sing on my way to heaven? I got a question for you. Is anybody in the room planning on doing everything that you possibly can to make your place your home heaven your eternal home heaven anybody in the house 
Some of you, I know these young people are. If you are planning on, you're doing everything you possibly can do to make sure that heaven is your home, then you don't got to wait for Sister Jessica to do this. There it goes. You ain't got to wait on Sister Jolanta to do this. If you are planning on going to heaven on your way up that ladder, you better start singing unto the heavens. I praise you. I exalt you. I magnify you. I lift you up. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. hurry. All right. Y'all stay there. We're, We're still going. Heaven sings. Heaven sings. Revelations 15, verse 2. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire. And them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass having the harps of God. Listen to verse 3. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God. And the song of the Lamb saying, Great and marvelous are thy works. The heavens sing, ladies and gentlemen. Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways. Thou King of saints. The heavens, ladies and gentlemen, sing. So you know what you and I better start doing? Come on, somebody. There you go. It's all right. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. We better start warming up our voices. And I'm not talking for that one day. Yeah, I got to get ready for that one. No, right now and next Sunday and next Wednesday and every time you're in prayer meeting and every time you're at your, your devotion, lift up your voice. Let this lady right here and this lady right here, let these songs ring in your ear. I'm going to sing unto the Lord my God. I'm going to praise my God. The King of glory is going to come in where I am. Saints. Anybody a saint of the most high God in the place right now? I'm claiming it right now. I'm going to do whatever I can to be a saint of the most high God. Psalms 149, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. And his praise in the congregation of the... Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Who's our king? Come on, ladies and gentlemen. It's all right. Class participation tonight. If you're joining us online, class participation. Let the pray, let them praise his name in the dance. Pastor Darren, why do those people do all that stuff? Read it one more time. Verse 3. Let them praise his What's his name? Let them praise his name in the dance. They don't need to do all that stuff. That's crazy. Stop all that mess. You don't need to. Let them praise him in the dance. 
Now here we are again. Let them sing praises unto him with a timbrel and harp. Go ahead. Go right ahead. Keep on playing something. Get it. my candy stick right here, but listen, in him I live I'm making it personal I'm making it for me, right? In him I live I do, Darren Gilbert does, I live and I move and I have my being and the only reason I live and move and have my being is because he makes that happen so, listen to this if for no other reason that I'm going to praise him there's no, if there's no other reason, this is the only reason that I'll do it right here. If I didn't have another reason, listen to this. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. Yeah. Woo! He taketh pleasure in his people, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The trees are going to do it. The fields are going to do it. The hills are going to do it. You better believe because he takes pleasure in his people. We've been grafted in, ladies and gentlemen. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be downtrodden, long face, Eeyore. No. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their I don't do that. That ain't me. Well, guess what? You ain't going to feel nothing. You ain't going to, pardon my grammar, you ain't going to experience anything. It's not going to happen. Let the high praise of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Saints, sing in numbers. This is a posture of saints singing. Saints, sing in numbers. They sing alone. 
they sing in dire straits, in great deliverance, in obedience. They sing in abundance. They sing when they have nothing. They sing in emptiness. Nothing stops a saint of God from praising the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Somebody made you mad on the way to church. You still sing. Somebody made you mad right after you had devotion on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. You know what you do? Blessed be the name of Jesus. I honor you and magnify you, Jesus. You got a bad report today. You, somebody told you something you didn't want to hear. Clap your hands under the Lord. Sing on your way to heaven. Hear me, you have no reason to sing if you're not on your way to heaven. But if you are making up in your mind, I'm going to heaven, I'm doing everything I can possibly do to make sure heaven's my home, then sing on your way there. It may feel like depression is creeping in. Start singing unto the Lord. Start magnifying the Lord. I'm going to heaven. I don't care what ill, hurt, pain is in my life. I don't care what past differences. I'm not saying I don't care. Your attitude needs to be. So your mama left you. So your daddy left you. So you lost your job. Your good dog died. You had a wreck today. Sing on your way to heaven, ladies and gentlemen. Lift up your voice, all you saints. Shout out to God with a voice of triumph. I am not trying to hype you up. I'm trying to get our mind in gear. When hell and high water comes, I'm still going to heaven. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands under the Lord. listen to this here's some commentary for you you can be seated if you want to be y'all stay there I like that that's really good I'm going to go deaf I'm going to have to get in there monitors because ooh, it's loud this song is written to be chanted in responsive parts with two courses so what we're going to do we're going to divide this side this side right here alright choir one choir two or don't get mad if you weren't one all right. To understand the meaning and power of the song, you have to know how the Jews felt about Jerusalem. They regarded the city as a type of heaven. The court of the city was where Jehovah, God's residence was. And the Ark of the Covenant was his throne. With this in mind, we are struck with the beauty of worship and the awe of people coming together to lift up God in praise. Here we go. Right over here. The earth is the Lord's. One, two, three. I'm going to do it better now. One, two, three. The earth is the Lord's. Yeah, woo, who did that? Come on now. 
That's good. She, she's lead right now, whoever that was. All right? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the sea and established it upon the flood. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. For he that Lift up your voice to him right now. All right. You may be seated. I know I'm getting you up and down, up and down, but you, you didn't go to the gym today, so you need to do this. The pinnacle of praise, that song going up to heaven, that song of ascension, if you will, has three perspectives. And I'm going to hurry through these. Practical, prophetic, and personal. The practical perspective. The historical record was not a pretty sight. This piece of furniture, I forgot to get you, Alicia, to go get it for me. I apologize. This piece of furniture and its content formed a powerful visible symbol of the invisible presence of Almighty God. In the reign of Saul, it was lost and rendered unimportant. The ark was not the center of the nation's life. I'm going to say that again because we need to get that in our brain right now because it's happening today just like it happened then. The ark is not the center of this nation's life. It's not the center of our life. The presence of God is not the center of our life like it should be. Pastor, they're not, well, not me. It's not. You know why I know that? Look around, ladies and gentlemen. Look around you right now. If the presence of God was at the center of our life, if it was of utmost importance, we're going to be where the presence of God's going to pour out every single time. Well, Pastor Darren, it can happen in my home. It can happen in my car. I understand that. But when the body of Christ, when his people get together, Jesus Christ is going to show up there if we lift up our hands, if we lift up our voice, if we, have, if we want to have a suddenly, we can have a suddenly if we start praising and magnifying the Lord and waiting upon the Lord. The ark was gone. It's probably... It was probably in a storage unit. 
covered up with a whole lot of dust, and it had been there for 20 years. The last year of Saul's life. They were spiritual and physical train wreck. Absolutely train wreck. It was in disarray. It was upside down. It was not good. He, his son, they're now dead. And this is what some of us need to do. From our home, just stay with me for a moment. Whether you are the only one coming to church or you're the only one that has a spiritual temperature in your home, we need to do what David did. Saul's dead, son's dead, and David decides, I'm making an executive decision. I'm making an executive decision. This is what we're doing. This is what we're going to do. This is what he says. Let us bring the ark of God back to us. For we did not inquire of during the reign of Saul. It's been no good. The presence of God hasn't been in our home. Nobody's been shouting. Nobody's been dancing. Nobody's been excited. Nobody's been singing on their way to heaven. So I'm making a decision. We're going to go get the ark. Pastor Darren, what are you talking about? I'm saying you, Dad, or you, Mom, or you, person that comes to church and nobody else in your family does, or they come to church and they don't worship like you worship, they don't love God like you worship, they don't, they don't love God like you love God, you put your foot down and say, I am making an executive decision just like David did in the Bible, and we're going to go get the ark, and we're going to bring it back. I want the presence of God to be in my home. I want it to be in my car. I want it to be on my children. I want it to be everywhere. Oh, well, Pastor Darren, what if they don't want to? Are you the head of the home? Dad? Then you better make up in your mind we're going to be worshipers. We're going to sing. We're going to dance. We're going to shout. We're going to praise the Lord. We're going to lift our hands. We're going to be the first ones to the altar. We're going to be the first ones lifting our hands. When that first note sang, before they sing a lyric, before Brother Jordan beats on the drums, before she plays on the keyboard, before she plays the organ, we're going to get up and we're going to do it together. You make up in your mind before you walk in this building on a Sunday morning. Hey, family, before we get out of the car, I don't care what anybody else in the church does, but we're going to worship. We're going to praise God. We're going to magnify Him because we're bringing the ark back. We're bringing the presence of God into our family. And when you do it in your family, it's going to infiltrate those people around you. Somebody shout, sing. We got to sing. We got to make up in our mind. We're going to sing unto the Lord on our way to heaven. You may be seated. I'm hurrying. They had to go to Bala, which was a high place for idol worship but it belonged to Judah when we lose our praise ladies and gentlemen we lose our spiritual territory 
that belongs to us. You see, I've been around just for a little while, and I'm just going to look right here so I don't look at nobody. I've been around for a little while, not very long, but I look over the congregation. It's what I'm supposed to do, if you're wondering. And some of us, And we used to do this. Oh, my back hurts now. That's fine. That's fine. My back hurts sometimes too. You know what you do? Come here, youngin. Run a lap for me. Do you know that's what they're supposed to do? Elders, when you can't, that's what they're supposed to do. It talks about it right here. Get one of them to do what you can't do, and you do what you can do. Some of you youngins in the house right now, same age as me. I don't like it. Man, I hurt too. I don't feel good sometimes too. But I don't want anybody to outpraise me. Not because I want any vainglory. Not because I want somebody to look at me and, oh, man, he's got more energy than I do. No, I'm not doing it for that. I'm not doing it for accolades. I'm not doing it for anybody. I'm doing it because I'm going to sing and I'm going to dance on my way to heaven. I'm going to practice here so I can be perfect there. God, show me what you want me to do. Teach me what you want me to do. I want to feel your presence, and I want the power of God to be in me. I want it to be in my children. I want it to be in my home, and I want it to be in this church. The us and the we were Levites, musicians, directors, choir members, and mighty men. After the uncovering, after uncovering what they had lost, what was lost for 20 years, they marched back to Jerusalem where David already prepared a place for the ark. It was a homecoming for God and David could no longer contain his excitement. During this eight-mile victory march, if you will, David appointed the Levites to prepare an orchestra, to get the harps where they needed to be and the trumpets where they needed to be and the cymbals where they needed to be, to praise the Lord along with a massive choir. <laughs> As the ark approached the city with the orchestra and choir in full sound, David exploded into praise every six steps. Come here, Brother Trevor. Stay over there by them steps right there. You come up here. Right there. Here you are. Right there. Perfect. Right there. The choir on the outside was matched by a choir 
on the inside. Y'all just practice and y'all got your voices ready a moment ago, but we're about to do it now, okay? As they were moving into, as the procession was coming and approaching the city, the command was sung. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift up ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. All right, you ready? Lift up your hands, O ye gates. Lift up ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. The internal choir. Look at your neighbor and point at him. Say you. Here we go. You ready? The internal choir sang back in response. Who is the king of glory? You ready? One, two, three. One more time. One, two, three. Then the outside choir sang. Y'all going to be the outside choir too. You ready? Here it is. You got it up there? Put it up there for me. The Lord strong and mighty. It's coming. There it comes. It's coming. It's almost there. The Lord strong and mighty. Say it. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your hands, O ye gates. Be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of Glory shall come in. Once again, the internal choir would sing, Who is the King of Glory? And the other would shout, The Lord of hosts, He is the King of Glory. Who is the King of Glory? And the other would shout, The Lord of hosts is the King of Glory. Then the mighty gates were opened and the doors were lifted up and the ark was ushered into the city. And the Jehovah was in his rightful place. So no, Pastor Darren is not saying that you got to go home and you got to start chanting, who is the king of glory? If you want to, do it. If you're like me, you got one choir over here, one choir over here. We got enough to do that. Y'all don't have enough to do that. But what I'm saying, if you don't want to do that, that's all right. You just read it. Who is the King of Glory? And then just get some ump in your step while you read and say, The Lord of hosts, He is the King of Glory. Selah. And then I want you to put your own words in it. Jesus is coming back into my worship. Jesus is coming back into my heart. Jesus is coming back into our home. We're going to revere him. We're going to acknowledge him. We're going to worship him. We're going to adore him. He's going to be in his rightful place. The prophetic perspective. Stay standing. I'm hurrying. I'm almost done. The history points 
to a coming day when the king will come back as the Lord of hosts, mighty in battle. This is the prophetic perspective. This is what the scripture says. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven. With a what? He ain't going to be quiet, ladies and gentlemen. Do you think he wants me and you to be quiet? No. He wants us to sing with our destination, our GPS pointed to heaven. I'm going to sing. I'm going to dance. I'm going to shout with a loud voice. I'm going to get loud because I know you're coming and you're going to descend with a shout. And you're going to come after somebody that is shouting with a shout of praise. Our personal perspective, and I'm going to close with this. We must do more. Listen to me. This is all I really wanted to say tonight. We must do more than commemorate and anticipate. We must celebrate. He comes to where praises are. He comes to where people lift up his name and magnify his name. Our emotions, hearts, arms, voices, hands, eyes, feet are the gates that he comes through. Yes, his presence is everywhere. We understand that. But not his manifested presence. When he is welcome, he comes in a manner he's never come before. And he does what he's never done before. And I want to say it again. Lift up your hands, all ye gates. Lift up ye everlasting doors. Our praises are what opens doors for his presence to come in. I don't really do that, Pastor Darren. I, I'm going to leave that to everybody else. You could be the hinge that doesn't open all the way, that doesn't let the King of Glory come in. So why don't we get in one mind? And why don't we get in one accord every Sunday, every Wednesday, every special service and say, Lord, we're going to lift up our hands. We're going to lift up our gates. We're going to allow you to come in this place. Here it is. Pastor Darren, why are you preaching this message? You know, because I observe. And it's the same one always running. It's the same two always shouting. It's the same one always raising. That's not really in my forte. Listen to me. He is waiting. No. I'll say this. He's probably wanting. He's waiting with poised power to come in to your circumstances. He's waiting with poised power to come in to your ailment and to your problem. And when he comes, listen to this, he's not going to come this is what the Bible says. 
The Bible says strong and the Lord mighty in battle. Now this is just me picturing these scriptures. He's got problems. She's got issues. Her mama molested her. Her daddy molested her. Her her body's torn up and his body's torn up and they're broken down and they're just beaten down and they're depressed over here and, and they've got a divorce over there and this one over here, looking at all of it. And he's waiting, poised with power in his hands. I'm all come with my head down. I've got power that you can't see. You know, that's a song. I've got power that you can't see. I got Jesus living inside of me. He's got power that you don't even comprehend. You don't understand. He's just waiting. He's waiting because the Bible says it. This is not, I'm not building this up. This is just Jesus. He's waiting for heads to lift up. He's waiting for hands to open up. I don't understand all this mess. Start lifting those hands. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. People lift their hands and the Holy Ghost, bam, hits them. And you can't, you're not going to convince them otherwise that what happened to them is not real. They're going to look at you and say, you're a lunatic. I don't care what you think. I've heard about it. It's been talked about. And I finally just tried it out. And I lifted my hands. And boom, I got hit with the power of God. You know why you got hit with the power of God? Because he's looking over and he's saying, I can fix your broken heart. I can fix your ailment. I can fix your issue. I can fix your problem. I can fix everything that's wrong with you. I got power right here, right now. That's why. That's why that the scripture shows us a visual of how we should make sure that the presence of God comes in to our home and to our life. One, two, three, four, five, six. And he danced with all of his might. He shouted. He jumped. He lifted his hands. He said, sing. He said, we're going to heaven. I'm hurting. I'm in pain. Let's go again. One, two, three, four, five, six. And he shouted. And he danced. And he magnified the Lord again. Now you do it. Come back over here. You've, you've gone 12 steps. You got more to go. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to say go here in a minute. I know, I know it doesn't say he said go in the Bible, but I'm going to say go. Go again. I want you to take six steps and shout and dance again because I'm out of breath. He is waiting on people in this building people that aren't here tonight to get the same posture and the same attitude that David had. I know you don't do that. That ain't me. But you got to understand something about David. David realized that if I don't make this a big deal, if I don't get excited about this, 
Everybody else is going to think it ain't a big deal and it ain't important. But bringing the power in the presence of God, the one that is poised with power, back to where he's supposed to be in our life is very important. It was important for David. Go ahead, David. One, two, three, four, five, six. Come on, shout. Come on, dance. Lift him up. Magnify the Lord. Praise his name. If he didn't make it important then, we wouldn't think it's important now. But it is important, Dad. It's important, Mom. It's important to everybody in the house. Oh, no, I'm going to, I'm going to let, I'm going to let the young people do that. You know, I'm, I'm not going to get in their way. I may, I may cause them not to want to do that. No, that's exactly the reason David did what he did. David was saying, hey, it's been stored with dust on top of it for a long time. And I'm putting my foot down and I'm saying, no more. We're going to march ourselves up into that town and we're going to get what's rightfully ours and we're going to put it back in our house. And to show everybody and their mama that it is important. I'm going to take some steps and I'm going to dance and I'm going to shout. And we're going to sing. We're going to have a choir. We're going to have harps. Ladies and gentlemen, it is important. If I could say mom and dad, it's important. I'm going to tell you something. My mama... God, love her soul. I love my sweet mama. And I ain't saying this just because she's going to surgery. I love my, my mama didn't know the end of a football from the other end of a football. Right? I can remember. I found out after, and I'm glad because I'd have probably dug a hole and buried myself on the sidelines. But I don't remember. I think I, I picked up a, I picked up a fumble or something. I think it was. And I was running it back. And I made a touchdown. My sweet mama, with a loud voice, hands lifted. She got all excited about a home run that I didn't run. Well, guess what? On Sunday, she was making that talk because it was important. And now there's a sister, Jessica, that makes a thing talk when she can't make it talk. Because it was important. Yeah, the football's fun. Yeah, I get excited too. Yeah, all the sports and the things that are out there are great. But you know what's more important? Making sure the presence of God is in our home. Making sure that we make a home run in the house of God. So I'll tell you again. If you are on your way to heaven, you need to sing, you need to shout, you need to dance, you need to join the spiritual choir on your way to heaven. Every moment that you get, whether it's all by yourself in your devotion or whether it's here at the house of God, in the prayer room, on special services, it doesn't matter what it is. Sing on your way to heaven. Would you shout it to God with a voice of triumph? Come on, somebody. We don't need lyrics. We don't need a song. We just need to shout. We need to dance. We need to sing.
Come on, we're not radical. We're godly. We're holy. We're living for God. We're bringing the ark back into our homes. Come on, mama. Come on, daddy. Mama, your kids would go crazy if you would really shout, if you would really sing, if you would really dance. Come on, step out of your pew. Do something you normally wouldn't do. And God will do something he hasn't done for you before. doors the king of glory will come in our praises I said our praises you want the presence of God to rest on you you want the presence of God to come in you want the king of glory to come into your life it ain't going to be done with this posture King of glory to come in. A perfect example of what you and I need to do. As the scripture said, lift up your heads. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. I'm lifting up the doors. I'm facing my head towards. That's why young people listen to me. When you come to the house of God and you've done something you shouldn't have done, you're not doing you're not doing things like you should be done. Don't come in here like this. Get that head towards the heavens. Don't worry about crying. Don't worry about tears running down your face. Don't worry about mascara. Don't worry about nothing. Nothing at all. All you need to worry about is get your head towards the heaven. Get those trees opened up. Get those doors opened up. And the King of glory will bring forgiveness. He'll bring hope. He'll bring peace. He'll bring joy. He'll bring everlasting life. Come on, I want you to clap your hands. I want you to clap your hands, all you people. Come on, clap your hands, all you people. Come on, everybody in the building. Come on, if you've never shouted with a voice of triumph, shout hallelujah with a voice of triumph. Come on, you're depressed. You're broken. 
Open up the doors with your hands lifted. Open up the doors with your voice singing unto the heavens. Come on. You've been downtrodden for too long. You've been living in misery too long. Lift up the doors. Lift up your voice. And our Lord, our God, strong and mighty will come in. He's going to battle for you. He's going to give you peace that passes all understanding. He will defeat the foe that you think is going to destroy you. Sir, ma'am, I feel like I'm talking to somebody specific in the house right now. You are downtrodden by the moment your feet hit the floor. You swing your legs. I can see it right now. You swing your legs out of bed and you put them on the floor. And you say, why do I even want to go on? What you need to do is lift up your head. Come on. Lift up your everlasting doors. And the king of glory just sing. Oh, king of glory, come in. You're strong. You're mighty. I'm depressed. I got problems in my life. But God, you're strong and you're mighty. Come on, you don't got to have a song being played. You don't got to have Brother Jordan playing a beat. You don't got to have Sister Jolanta on the keys. You don't got to have Brother Seamus on the keys. You don't got to have anybody on the guitar or the bass. All you need to do is lift up your doors and say, Jesus, King of glory, strong in my strong in battle. Come in and defeat this depression. Beat this life that is downtrodden. Beat this sick body, oh Lord. Would you destroy it and give me peace and give me help? Come on. One more time, lift your voice. One more time with the crescendo of praise in this house. Come on, the fields do it. Come on, the trees do it. Come on. Come on, the mountains do it. Come on, the saints. We better do it. The saints of the Most High God, the saints that have been baptized in His name, filled with His Spirit, we better get ready for heaven. Jesus, I thank you for your word tonight. Lord, I'm asking that you would make this be a conditioning mindset that we would condition ourselves every moment. We would condition ourselves every day. For when we come into the house of the Lord, we don't have to be primed. Nobody has to encourage us on it. We know that if the hills are going to do it, if the trees are going to do it, if everything else is going to do it, I'm going to do it as a saint of the most high God. And I know when I declare the word of the Lord, lift up your heads, oh ye gates, be lifted up ye everlasting doors. And I do that, Lord. You will come in and you will break bring your havoc that is going to destroy the adversary, is going to destroy every ailment in my body, going to destroy every hurt in my spirit. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. If you're at home right now, lift your hands right now. Lift your voice right now. Come on, some of you that hadn't been able to come to church since, since the pandemic happened. Come on, I want you to lift your voice right now. Some of you in the congregation, lift your voice. Do it with them right now. Somebody that's watching, somebody that's broken, somebody that's on the brink of suicide. Right now, in the name of Jesus, you're strong. You're mighty in battle. 
I lift up my everlasting doors. Come in, Jesus. Come in, the King of glory. Come in, the King of glory. You're welcome here, King of glory. It's very important before we leave this place tonight. Listen to what the Bible says. I've read it. I've said it. I've preached it. Just listen to what it says. Lift up ye heads, O ye gates. Be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And listen, there's one word, a four-letter word in this last part. When I decide to lift my hands up, when I decide to lift my head up, I'm, I'm depressed, I'm downtrodden, I've got some problems, I've got issues, my body aches. Every, I lift up my head, and I lift up my hands. Listen to what the Bible says. The king of glory. Shall come in. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. I don't feel it right now. Do it, and he shall come in. book is true and this book is real there's none like it in the entire world the king of glory shall come in Lord we thank you for your word tonight let that scripture reign in our minds Lord I don't speak ill will I don't speak pain I don't speak hurt I don't speak tragedy in anybody's life but, Lord, I pray right now that we would remember this scripture. If anything like that happens, if any ailment comes our way, if any hurt comes our way, if death comes our way, Lord, if, if ignoramus things happen that are out of our control, Lord, let us look to the scripture that says the king of glory shall come in when I decide to lift my head and I decide to lift my hand and I decide to give you honor and praise and worship Lord the king of glory you shall come in and peace comes that passeth all understanding joy unspeakable comes that I can't comprehend Jesus you take care of everything when the king of glory comes in Thank you, Jesus. Would you clap your hands to him right now? Praise God, praise God, praise God. Everybody say Sunday. Remember Sunday, be here, be ready. Invite somebody.